Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, and welcome. I'm Diane Mettler, Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress. And in this episode of Talking Timber, we will be speaking to Terry Neal of Miltech out of Surrey, BC. He's gonna to talk to us about the tech side of mills and opportunities for the next generation. In the meantime, I wanna thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation, both dedicated to providing sound technical education about the forest industry. Each year, the Pacific Forest Foundation provides thousands of dollars in forestry-related scholarships, and applications are now open through May 1st. Just visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org to apply. Also, we want to thank our sponsors, Timberwest Magazine and Logging and Sawmilling Journal. You can subscribe now for free by just going to their website, www.forestnet.com. Okay, now let's hear from Terry Neal. Hi, I'm, I'm Terry Neal. I'm a, a director at uh, Miltech Lum, uh, Inventory Software, uh, and I've been in the uh, lumber software side of the lumber industry for about uh, coming on 30 years now. And I was in software for a long time, uh, and I sold um, a, a database to a company called Playton, which was a, um, a, a supplier of lumber inventory software back in the early 90s. And uh, we liked each other a lot. And, uh, and I thought, you know, selling uh, software to the lumber industry, if you're on the West Coast, uh, <laughs> might be a good thing. So uh, that's how I got into it. Um, we, we liked each other and I started selling uh, lumber inventory systems for Playton back in the, the early 90s. Um, from from Playton, uh, I I went over to a company called Lisa. I found this young fellow who had a written a really cool the first Windows system in the lumber inventory uh, space, and um, he had about thirty customers, and he was kind of going out of business. He didn't really know what he was doing, but sm really smart. Uh, this was at Lisa Lumber Systems, mm -hmm. and uh, I said to him, uh, "Hey." I'll come in, do your selling for you. We'll bring a support guy in um, from Playton, um, and you do the programming, and um, and the and we'll we'll go places. Mm -hmm. uh, he had thought he had sold up the whole industry, and I said, no, there's about a thousand to four thousand companies out there that could buy your software, and um, we did really well. Um, he he, I said to him, I bet you any money I can go out and get about. $4,000 a year from every one of your 30 customers uh, just to, so we can hire the support person and keep you around. And I did because they, this kid was so good. Uh, a fellow named Jason Dudar, one of the smartest people I've ever met. Uh, he had written a very cool window system that uh, we went out and sold about 200 of them over the next five years. Wow. So the lumber inventory system, what does that do exactly for someone who doesn't know about it? I guess there's a couple of ways that we can look at that. Well, lumber inventory systems exist because uh, uh, accounting systems that are what normally people use for inventory can't handle uh, tallying or can't handle board foot uh, very well. 
uh, how number of guys, people talk about, you know, using tallies to represent um, their, the numbers of lifts and so forth. It's just impossible for accounting systems. And so that's why um, lumber systems came about that really was because we could handle uh, the lumber inventory. And then, then we grew from there that we could also handle things like uh, the value of your product increased as you took it apart, whereas in manufacturing, it was the other way. So it was a, lumber is a very unique thing. Plus, one thing about lumber, folks, every single one, every single company does it differently. Uh, and, and I kind of say that, you know, in accounting systems have had standards now for a couple hundred years, where in lumber, one generation ago, Excel spreadsheets was the standard. And with Excel, the, the sky was the limit. You know, your, your imagination was, uh, you know, there was no, no limit on what you could do with these things. So there's no standards. And so every, remanders especially, sawmills even, everyone does it different, which made for our life to be challenging. But it also meant that um, the, the, the five or 10 lumber software companies out there, software companies like us, we had a, a kind of a captured market. And so what kind of different things are they doing between them? Just so, so what, what a, a lumber inventory system does is we, we handle, we, we don't do logs. Uh, we have some um, partner companies, if you will, that handle log inventory and, and contractor payables. What, what our little world does is we, we look after it from when the logs come in the yard, mm -hmm. uh, the receiving, if you're buying uh, rough lumber, if, uh, if you're cutting from rough lumber, um, the purchasing, and it's an end-to-end -end system. So the purchase will come into the yard, purchase it, then it'll come in as receiving. It'll go into production. Uh, we have an integrated sales system. So it's the order entry, the uh, inv invoicing, uh, and an accounts receivable. And then it goes all the way out to shipping. And, and then in between times, is there's all sorts of manufacturing capabilities like scheduling and forecasting and and so forth that are give you an end-to-end -end lumber uh, business system, if you will. So I assume this just can, kind of keeps involved, evolving as the industry evolves. For sure, uh, you know, like a uh, couple of years, not, not that many years ago, people would do uh, tally each board uh, in hardwood, and now almost all of it comes from automated, whether it be a PLC that uh, dumps data into our system or uh, these handheld tally systems. Um, it, yeah, they it definitely, it, uh, it has involved, especially in the mobile uh, and in the, the mill kind of data okay. collection areas. Are people reading their phones a lot to get all this information or is it sort of a computer based? Uh, yeah, more and more, um, uh, one of our customers has just written a, a mobile system using uh, his 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 uh, Apple his iPhones, which you know I I was surprised, but uh, <laughs> I need to get on the need to get on it. We're we're still using um, one of those Windows CE uh, those big handhelds that you, people see out in the, the mill. Oh, okay. Um, plus, we have tablets, um, but. Yeah, there's a lot more that people can do. But I was saying about those tally things oh, that yeah, people yeah. are using for the hardwood. Um, a lot of them are phone systems that you just take a picture. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. So for you, what are some of the big challenges in the industry today for your neck of the woods, basically? Good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting, getting good people is always a challenge. Um, we, we just uh, went out and hired two, um, two implementers. We are, we are in the midst of growing. And uh, thank God I, I knew people in the industry because mm-hmm. putting ads in the paper, there's, it, it was really hard to get uh, somebody good. Um, but I went out and stole a couple of guys that I've known for years. But, uh, I'd, I'd say getting good people is is definitely a challenge. Um, though I just hired a, a, a report writer, and there was like I think I had almost three hundred resumes. So wow. in certain, certain areas, like technical areas, there's lots of people available. In hardcore lumber uh, experience, less so. Okay, you're just out there looking for those, Jason. Jason, guys, you hired first. That's who you're looking for. Some of those. Uh, I, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so the for you, what's been some of the highlights of your career and what you do? I, I had a whole era selling uh, uh, big systems uh-huh. uh, it, back at home in Toronto before I I moved out. And I I came out to can I I came out west with a company called Computer Associates when we bought Acpac okay. and, and opened up Western Canada. Um, but in the lumber, I, I guess one of it was um, to, uh, when our period with Lisa um, selling Georgia Pacific after they had uh, spent $110 million on SAP and uh, they threw it out and put Lisa in for $3 million, And that was uh, a very successful implementation, which was a, a real highlight. Um, and then starting up um, Miltech, which was originally called ISIS which for obvious reasons we changed yeah. the name to Miltech, um, was probably my biggest highlight. Uh, cool. we, we did that in around 2004. And what sets Miltech apart from maybe another company, something like it? You know, there's not a lot of companies in our little, uh, in our field, and they're all pretty good. I, I, I can't say anything, you know, I, I can only say good things about my, uh, my software competitors. Okay. Um, but, but everybody has their 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 niche. Um, a couple of things about our product. We're very focused on production. Uh, so sawmills, remanufacturing and, um, and secondary manufacturing. We're, we're particularly good with hardwood. Hardwood has some real uh, nasty requirements and uh, we, we tend to do better on hardwood than our, our few competitors. Um, claim to fame for the product is easy use. As I, as I say, um, and if there's a salesperson in the room, I for sure say this, that it takes less than an hour for a salesperson to become proficient at Miltech. And, okay. uh, you know, for guys like me, that's, that's music. <laughs> We're not going to have to spend a lot of time. So I'd say ease of use okay. and, and uh, the fact that we're very focused on uh, production. So we don't spend time on wholesale or, or retail functionality or accounting we spend time on in the mill kind of uh, development okay so do you see things um changing in the mills in the future do you get the sort of insight there or well more and more people want to take advantage of like the phones uh okay. and the, the mobile data com- uh data collection um and then in the mill there's as i said more and more are automating with uh having PLCs like so that they can take uh, right from their big sorters and so forth 
the information that gets dumped into us. So they don't need to have somebody manually keying it back in or uh, whatever, or using a, a, a mobile device. Uh, and that just streamlines things quite a bit. Okay. So for you, when you uh, when COVID sort of struck, did that affect your company, or did you see it affecting the mills, or has that had has this last year had an effect on you guys? Um, you know, it's funny when uh, we we had our best year ever last year, and oh. uh, in uh, 2020, uh, when COVID hit, um, we were working with a bunch of smaller companies as prospects and so forth, and it were a long way into the sales process. Every one of the small uh, companies, I guess, because of the uncertainty, um, you know, pulled it, you know, pulled away. Yeah, pulled away, went off, and uh, you know, just didn't do anything. Now, the larger companies, uh, on the other hand, I guess for them, it was a good time to get things done, and okay. uh, we did well with the larger companies who were um, either either buying the software, implementing it, or uh, redoing their systems, like having big projects where. Um, you know, you know, companies who had been on Miltech for 10, 12 years. And over that time, they start to use less and less of it, just okay. common with software. And so companies were starting to almost re-implement it. So how big is Miltech? We're um, 11 people now. Okay. Uh, we're looking to hire two more. So we're, we're about, and this year, we, we, we want to grow. Um, we had a great year last year. And uh, we're spending money on on marketing and, and hiring. Um, I'm about to hire, I, I think, a a very senior um, person that's going to replace me as a salesman, and and is a, does pre sales. So that's going to be and who's had long experience in our industry, and and a couple of technical people. So we're we're going to be up to 15 people soon. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress, as well as Timberwest Magazine and Logging and Sawmilling Journal. In 2021, the PLC will have its conference in Palm Springs, California, November 7th through the 10th. Each year, they have dynamic speakers and fabulous networking opportunities. Mark your calendars and check out their website for more details, www.pacificloggingcongress.com. Okay. Back to Terry. And so for you, you get to see a big swath of the industry. Do you see a lot of opportunities for the next generation? Somebody might be looking at the industry. Well, I, I've convinced my 21-year-old, uh, who's a, a relatively high-tech guy, that uh, he's, he's throwing his hat in the, the ring. Uh, he, he likes he likes cool. talking to these kind of people. I, I mean, these kind of – I shouldn't say it like that, but – Lumber folks are oh you you've been around them yeah yeah you know they're, they're pretty easy to talk to and uh, and and you know he's a, a budding sales guy uh, a technical sales guy and I said hey you, you've got all the chops uh, to and and so far you know in meeting with uh, prospects and customers it, he man he's <laughs> off to the races I, I I just wish I had his chops. But he's, it, he's probably been watching you for quite a while here. So, nah, I, yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, somebody with a technical bent. Um, there, there's lots of opportunities in, in our in our world. And so, are you kind of um, um, an optimistic about the forest industry? 
going forward? Well, from my from my side, my my only um, reticence is the number of of big companies that are buying up so many of the independent mills. Okay. I'm, I'm finding that to be a little uh, unfortunate uh, for our type of business, anyways. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sure that's going to bode well for the strength of the uh, industry, but for my own you know, little world, um, yeah. it's, it hasn't been as great. Um, so that's why we're focusing more and more on some bigger customers and bigger prospects. Okay. Um, if you can't beat them, join yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great idea. Yeah, we have a, we have a customer right now that um, it's a, it's a six, little $6 billion um, South American um, lumber company, Aroco, that um, just implemented um, wow. at uh, one of its plants. And um, they, they have SAP at the corporate level, which is um, the thing that we replaced at Georgia Pacific, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're hoping to, that we might be able to do that more and more is where they put a lumber system in at the mill level and keep a, uh, a, a ERP system, if you will, at the corporate level. Um, okay. And so there's some other big companies that we've got kind of eyeballed that uh, we'd like to take a shot at. Which yeah. does bring me to one other question. I, I assume you guys are global then, not just Canadian or U.S. Or can- uh, we, have, we have one customer in uh, New Zealand now, and um, we have another one that's committed uh, coming on with us in the next uh, month. Um, and, and the only reason we haven't gone any further afield than that is uh, support. New Zealand, okay. New Zealand works well. So in the, in, at this, in the winter, it's only three hours behind. And uh, in the summer, it's five hours behind. So it's all very doable support wise. Okay. Um, any, anywhere else in the world is eight hours. And, yeah. you know, we just, as being a smaller company, it's it's a little bit harder to uh, to have a, a team that could support after hours or before hours uh, support. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. And and we would do South America, but there's always that language issue. Yeah. So are most of your customers there then in Canada? No, I, I, I we really like selling to Americans. <laughs> <laughs> we really. Uh, I, I just find them so much easier to deal with uh, you, you, I, you folks to deal with business wise and uh, Canadians a little less. So Canadians are take longer to buy um, and they pay with Canadian dollars. There's nothing good about that. <laughs> okay. So anybody, any of you Americans out there, give them a call. Right. Oh yeah. No, we love doing uh, dealing with, uh, with Americans. Yeah. So the, so, um, you personally or your company, are there any goals you have in the future? I, I'm, I'm getting on and, um, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to keep at this for about another eight years and I, I want to grow this thing. Uh, after my partner passed away three years ago, we really, and then our second programmer immediately got brain cancer. Oh my goodness. Uh, and thank God my other partner, uh, who is our report writer and implementer, also was a programmer and has done an amazing job. But for about three years, I haven't been selling. I've been, you know, 
and and it shows. And so last year we got back into selling a bit more, and now okay. a lot more. And we want to grow this thing. Okay. And, uh, and and I think it's just getting really good people, um, and it's it's is the trick. And and that's what we're hiring. We're hiring really strong people. Okay. And where are you based out of? Uh, we're we're out of. Uh, out of uh, Reman country up here in, uh, in, uh, in Surrey, BC. Okay. okay. That's kind of our background. And, and in, in the, when we first started up when at Lisa anyways, it was, we were surrounded by Remanners here in Langley. <laughs> um, three of my employees are, are in the States. Um, so okay. uh, Washington, uh, Ohio, and my chief uh, and our, my partners out of uh, Salt Lake city area. Okay. And are, are there certain kinds of mills that this is like your sweet spot that would be, you know, a certain size or, you know? Well, yeah, I, I guess. Um, we do really well, again, with hardwood, mm-hmm. um, especially people have a couple of mills, um, yeah. you know, larger hardwood guys. I don't mean large, but I mean, like, if you got two or three mills, um, we, we do have a lot of single mill hardwood people as well. Um, a little bit larger. I mean, like, you know, 15 million board feet a year, which is small for softwood guys, but that's, that's where the kind of rubber hits the road on the hardwood. Okay. And then, then, um, um, soft, um, softwood size. Again, uh, we do really well with the bigger independent uh, sawmills or ones that have a couple or mills. Um, Okay. We also still cater to our where we came from, which is the 30, 40 man uh, remanufacturers. Okay. Which there's less and less of them out there these days, but um, you know that's kind of our sweet spot is is those folks and then the sawmills. Uh, but you know I got to say though, over the last few years we've been doing more and more with secondary uh, manu- other manufacturers like uh, flooring, uh, okay. molding, molding millwork. Uh, cross arms, those kind of folks. Um, we're doing more and more where we're doing scheduling systems for that kind of thing, which are, you know, encroaching more and more into what manufacturing. These guys are our light manufacturers, if you will. Okay. We still have a, a lumber inventory component, and you know, that, I, th- I think there's. We just did a huge flooring uh, uh, implementation, and we see that as a, a whole market that's. Okay. Um, that we're going to be going after. Okay, great. If there's somebody younger listening to this, well, younger in the sense that somebody in their twenties listening to this and says, Hey, I, I think this sounds like a thing I might get into. I'm a tech guy. This, this whole field sounds interesting. What advice would you have for them? All the companies are, are downsizing. And, okay. and they, the way they do that is by automating. So, okay. and the one thing about lumber guys they, they don't mind spending money at automating in the mill and, and lesser so in the office for us. But uh, the number of people that you see in mills these days is dramatically less. So, you, you know, the guys they're hiring, they're hiring yeah. technical people. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's um, you know, it is a shrinking industry from some folks because they are automating so much, but if somebody has a technical bent, you know, there, there's a lot of need for that, whether it's in the office or in the mill itself. Okay, great. And if you could have done anything over, 
now that you say you're getting on and you're, you're kind of coming to, toward the end of your career, anything you would have done differently? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, you, 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 you latch onto a really hot uh, product that, you know, you look back and uh, you know, what we could have, what we could have done uh, more with it. Um, but at the time you, you know, you just don't know. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I don't think so. It, it, cool. the, lumber, the lumber side worked out really well for me. You know? Yeah. I, I, I stayed in the same industry for now the last 29 years. And uh, it's been a good living. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. So cool. I can't. Nope, that's great. Yeah. Hey, and at my age, I, I'm, I'm taking another shot at this thing. It's, so, you know, it's okay. Hi, we want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress, as well as Timberwest Magazine and Logging and Sawmill and Journal for making this podcast possible. And most importantly, we want to say thank you to Terry Neal for taking time to be part of Talking Timber. Until next time, take care. <laughs>